0: Well, most of us know the news now. North Korea did launch a long-range ballistic missile Sunday morning. Uh, this violates various UN resolutions. The international community has been condemning this latest move, which follows on the heels of their fourth nuclear test. Uh, there's been some consequences to that, which we'll discuss shortly. And to give us that analysis, we're very pleased to have joining us, Senior Research Fellow from Assan Institute for Policy Studies, Dr. Pong Young-sik, Dr. Pong, Happy New Year to you. Thank you for joining us uh, on this holiday. Yeah, happy New Year. First of all, this launch uh, coinciding with Seollal, uh, do you feel that the timing obviously was deliberate on North Korea's part? Well,
1: um, timing was not deliberately chosen in a political sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it is true that uh, North Korea has just celebrated the birthday of its Supreme Leader, and uh, successfully missile launch it would be a great, great uh, reason to celebrate the upcoming uh, party congress of the Korean Workers' Party scheduled to take place in May. But uh, the bottom line is that North Korea's goal is to achieve every necessary capability to become a nuclear state. And it succeeded in nucle- forcing nuclear tests, so it is time for it to um, develop. Uh, it's the missile technology so technical consideration was the most prominent consideration
0: if the technical consideration was the most prominent consideration we know that they had initially had this kind of vague guideline of when they're scheduled to launch they look like they pushed that up at the last minute was that also due to the technical considerations of they felt technically they were able to do it so they launched it on an earlier date
1: I think so uh moving the launch date uh, by just one day uh, originally uh, sometime between February eighth and the uh, twenty fifth to February seventh to fourteenth uh, and the uh, test was uh, taken place on the seventh uh, was to avoid inclement weather that was was expected uh, after the eighth uh, of February
0: this is, as we say, right on the heels of the fourth nuclear test, where the international community is still trying to uh, gather an appropriate response, the UN Security Council discussing sanctions on that. It it feels like, I suppose, an additional sanctions regime would have a very little deterrent effect on North Korea in terms of engaging in further provocations, right?
1: Yes, uh, you have given the right answer already. Uh, Henry, think about it. Uh, How many days have passed since the a forced nuclear test by North Korea, more than a month, right? Mm-hmm. And the UN Security Council has not produced the, uh, you know, sanction the uh, resolution yet. And now it has to deal with another crisis: the North Korea's you know, missile test. So you cannot really expect a concrete uh, internal consensus inside the UN Security Council uh, to uh, come up with uh, effective puni- punitive and uh, deterrent measures. Uh, to uh, force North Korea leadership uh, to stop developing its nuclear and missile uh, capability.
0: One of the difficulties that I suppose uh, the members of the UN Security Council, as well as the allies of the United States and South Korea seem to have is trying to get China on board because they allegedly have the most leverage on this. They have been reticent and they've signaled that they are uh, even now reluctant to engage in a very harsh sanctions regime. Uh, It does seem like there is some defiance shown by North Korea to that. And despite uh, visits by Chinese envoys, Uh, does China now face a sort of point where they do have to think about their own credibility as well in terms of the international community as well as uh, the United Nations?
1: I'm afraid Chinese leadership has reached that uh, critical point yet. Um, you know, China will uh, join the U.S. Security Council in imposing tough sanctions on Pyongyang, but uh, tough sanctions in the eyes of Chinese, not a kind of tough sanctions uh, that uh, is desired by other you know, relevant states, including South Korea, Japan, and the United States. Because it is part of China's uh, strategic interest uh, to prevent sudden collapse of North Korean leadership or, um, you know, a great deal of instability on the Korean Peninsula. So although Chinese leadership is committed to preventing nuclear proliferation taking place in Northeast Asia, but at the same time, China has other, you know, uh, interests interest, interest to uh, protect. So I don't think China will be uh, going all the way in terms of punishing North Korea
0: for its missile test. Right. So the missile test doesn't actually change the dynamics of uh, what you were just describing with China's position on right. this. Right. It's,
1: uh, it's not enough. Um, although, you know, it is true that China's leadership is extremely angry and humiliated by the uh, de- defiance uh, demonstrated by the Kim Jong-un regime. But uh, that's one thing. But, uh, you know, departing from its uh, you know, strategic uh, policy toward North Korea, in a fundamental way, is another.
0: I suppose, from the U.S. point of view, the one tiny benefit of this, if you are a military strategist in the U.S., is that South Korea now seems to have come on board with talking about deploying this THAAD missile defense system. China has already come out very strongly saying they have extreme regret over this uh, development. How does that, you feel, change the dynamics on the Korean Peninsula?
1: Well, um the uh, clear and persistent opposition and criticism uh, from Beijing uh, I think the North Korea's missile test uh, will force the hands of South Korean government to um, you know agree on the deployment of that uh, inside the Korean territory uh, but think about it uh, will deployment of THAAD uh, if be effective in restraining North Korea I don't think so because uh, North Korea is determined to do everything to come up with a reliable long-range missile capability to target anywhere inside the United States. We remember that it uh, experienced a, a you know a big failure uh, with the Una 3 in April 2012. Mm. Una 3 uh got uh, exploded in the mid-air only 154 seconds after the launch, which cost the North Korean government in the north of 900 million US dollars Mm. 900 million US dollars were burnt in the mid-air for 154 seconds which uh, would have been enough to feed entire population for the entire year of 2012 but North Korean government went ahead to engage in another missile test in December of the same year and succeeded so deployment of that will serve the defensive purpose of South Korea but it will not be effective in restraining North Korea.
0: The effects on uh, the Chinese relations with South Korea, though, uh, because of the sensitivities with trade, is also, I suppose, a consideration and why Korea has been a little bit reluctant, right?
1: Right. So Park administration has devoted a great deal of uh, diplomatic and political uh, capital uh, in order to bring the Xi Jinping government on the south uh, side of South Korea. Uh, for the first three years uh, since its inauguration in 2012 and the uh, North Korea's fourth nuclear test and recent missile launch uh, seems to indicate that uh, despite the persistent effort uh, by Park geun administration, Xi Jinping government has not made a, a fundamental departure uh, from its uh, traditional strategic calculation and it is not ready to abandon North Korea.
0: All right, very good. Dr. Bong, as always, uh, thank you for joining us, especially on this holiday. I hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you. You're welcome. We've got Seoul City News up next.